0: Today, I need to unpack and explain a very important concept, in great part because I want us to do some important work together, and when we do that work, I'm going to need you to understand what I hope to teach today. The idea is this. The United States does not have one justice system or one legal system. We often talk about changing the system, but the truth is, It's 30,000 microsystems. And that's good news and it's bad news. Today I want to teach you something, all right? This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. If you're listening to The Breakdown, chances are you want to reform the thing that most people call the criminal justice system. Now, in this community of of dreamers and reformers and abolitionists, we're beginning to call it the legal system instead of the criminal justice system because it's not really just, and everybody who enters into it is not a criminal. I don't even know that anybody is a criminal. People commit crimes. But when we call it the criminal justice system, we immediately are framing it in a way that is problematic. But whatever you call it, whatever we call it, I need us to understand a bigger point. And that point is this. It's not one system. And because it's not just one big system with one set of rules, with one set of laws, with one CEO— But instead is 30,000 microsystems, each with their own set of rules and policies. Because of that, it can't be reformed or overhauled or even just torn down in one fell swoop. To change this system, it has to be changed in many instances, one jail, one prison, one police department, one sheriff's office, one DA's office, one town, one city, one county, one state, one law at a time. And I think that that is both great news for us and also absolutely horrible news for us all at the same time. It's great because while we might not be able to change the whole system at once, We are strong enough to change parts of it, piece by piece, department by department, person by person, law by law. Our organization, Real Justice, has helped to elect brand new district attorneys in Philadelphia, in St. Louis, in Boston, in San Antonio, and in so many other cities and counties across the country. And those DAs are changing the game. We are able to do that because our organization set very specific goals. We joined other organizations on the ground who share those goals, and we helped flip those positions over to women and men who are determined to change the game from the inside out. Organizations and activists across the country are now targeting individual police departments, individual jails, And they are seeing some progress. So the great news is this. If you are determined and organized enough, you can change these microsystems in very substantive ways, and it will impact tens of thousands of lives. I have friends, for instance, who chose, and I I know this is going to make you cringe, who chose to work with the Trump administration so that they could change these microsystems in the federal government. Now, while while only about 7% of all people that are incarcerated are currently in federal prisons, my friends have been able to help over 3,000 men and women be set free from federal prison in the past few months alone, all because of the First Step Act. Now that's great news. And that's what happens when we focus and act on the microsystems. We can change them. But let me break down the systems that we have, all right? Let me break this down. Break it it down. Down. We have 1,719 state prisons. We have 109 federal prisons. We have 1,772 juvenile correctional facilities, that's what they call them, 3,163 local jails, and we have 80 different Indian country jails, as well as about 100 military prisons and immigration detention facilities. What that means is that we have about 7,000 jails and prisons in this country. Now we have... 12,501 police departments. We also have about 3,000 county sheriff's offices, and we have about 2,500 other police departments, and those include campus police departments on college campuses, state police departments, and other law enforcement agencies. And that means we have about 18,000 different law enforcement agencies nationwide. You've probably heard me say this before, but we have about 2,400 district attorneys. These are the locally elected prosecutors. And in some places, you may call them county attorneys. Some people call them the state's attorney. Either way, about 93% of all court cases are funneled through those 2,400 offices. You've probably heard me say this recently, that of the 2,400 district attorneys... Just 150 of them cover over 50% of all people who are incarcerated. So let me do the math on those total numbers of all the systems. We have 2,400 DAs plus 18,000 different law enforcement offices, and we have 7,000 jails and prisons. That means we have about 27,000 400 different legal systems operating concurrently all over the country. And if we add to that number all the different additional local, state, and federal agencies that fall outside of those three main categories of local district attorney's offices, local law enforcement offices, and local jails and prisons, we end up with about 30,000 different law enforcement agencies and offices that are operating all over the country. And what we've learned is that we have federal laws, state laws, but we also have county laws and city laws and policies. For instance, in the city of Atlanta, which is actually, and I lived in Atlanta for nearly 20 years, Atlanta is really just one small circle, the city of Atlanta proper. It's one small circle in the much bigger map of metropolitan Atlanta, which is about 15 different counties combined. In the city of Atlanta, it's now legal, just in that small bubble, to possess a tiny amount of weed in your pocket. But if you take that tiny amount of weed to the next city or the next county over, which is still technically considered metro Atlanta, but is not a formal part of the city of Atlanta, you will have broken the law. If you take that same weed to the airport and it's discovered, you will have broken federal law because weed is still illegal federally. You see, just traveling around Atlanta with a little weed in your pocket is a highly complicated thing, because we don't have one system, but we have tens of thousands of smaller legal systems. Now let me show you, and this is the horrible news, all right? But I need us to be able to wrap our minds around this. Let me show you just how complicated it truly is. The break, the break, the break. Break. breakdown. The United States has 51,200 judges, over 51,000 different judges on the local, state, and federal level. And as you likely saw in the Amber Geiger case, each judge can run their courtroom in wildly different ways. While each judge has local, state, and federal laws to consider, they have huge leeway and how to run that court, and how to interpret those laws. We have over 1 million law enforcement officers across local, state, and federal departments. And as we've seen, each of them, one by one, interpret policies and laws in their own unique ways. I said all of that to say this. We can't solve a problem that we cannot describe. We can't solve a problem if we don't really even know the equation. We can't solve a problem if we truly don't know how to describe it, who's in it, who's involved. If we don't fully have our mind wrapped around all of the factors in the problem, how can we solve it? Now, we need to be able to dig deeper, much deeper, and describe the problem. We need to be able to describe it so much better so that we can work to solve the problem that we're actually up against. Today, I just wanted to teach a little bit and to do this overview because over the next few months, I'm going to lead us in some ways to help us take some action steps, to help us proactively address some of these big challenges, because when we started this podcast, we started it not just to change the news, but to change the world.